All right, we are recording. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Benchmores podcast. Probably the weirdest episode of the pod so far. We're in the middle of a distance podcast because of uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving break. Yeah, we are doing this over Zoom. I am in my hometown. Bark is about back in Nashville. 615, baby. Yeah, we're about, what, six hours away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So do this over Zoom. It's gonna be a little weird. Hopefully the audio comes out pretty good. Uh, but if it doesn't, y'all gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, you gotta deal with it. I gotta get an episode up this week. For, yeah, sorry about for rivalry week, Park. <laughs> or the most fun week, better than the conference championship week, of course. We've been waiting all year for this. I was like, speaking of conference championship, do you know that only five teams have claimed a spot in their conference championship so far? Let me guess, Alabama, Georgia. Yep. Um, Utah? Oregon? Utah, Utah did. Oregon is not. Oklahoma State. Good. And Pitt has been the other one. Wow. That's a weird what, list. It's between Wake right now and Clemson for who wins that side of the division. Please, Wake. Clemson's still in the race. And, I mean, we can probably just go ahead and talk about Wake-Clemson because they just played this Saturday. Where yeah. It looks like Clemson's talent level finally realized that they are a good team. Clemson's talent realized that they're better than almost every team in the country. <laughs> or they're better at every position except for quarterback against Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Hartman, of course, threw for 317 yards or somewhere around there again. Uh, but Wake also rushed for 36 yards, which makes you lose games. Uh, Clemson, on the other hand, rushed for 333 yards. They had two running backs go for over 100 yards. Uh, Kobe Pace had 24 rushes for 191 yards, eight yards a carry, two touchdowns. It's almost like Tank Bigsby numbers against South Carolina. (laughs) And their backup running back, Will Shipley, also threw for a touchdown, uh, had 19 carries, 112 yards, had another two touchdowns. Clemson ended up winning 48-27. You hate to see it though. I think Wake was yeah, what? Yeah. Wake was 10. And I know we're going to cut a little bit early, but this, but now Clemson's back in the, uh, I don't know if you saw Clemson's back in the college football playoff now. They are currently ranked at 23. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you were talking about Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the worst Auburn games I've ever watched as a fan. And I've been a fan. I was a fan during the 2012 season where every game did not go Auburn's way, but back-to-back losses to South Carolina, back-to-back close losses to South Carolina where like Auburn just kind of gave up on the game. Uh, Bo Nix wasn't playing at quarterback, but I got to say, TJ didn't play bad. He didn't play bad, but he didn't play good. And I know a few people was a bit controversial, but I think if Bo plays, we win the game. Well, this is the way I see it. It's like, I feel like Bo and TJ play average most of the time. But with that being said, Bo will make one or two plays that will put him above and give Auburn an edge. Yeah. Uh, I completely agree. TJ, uh, 17 of 32, 188 yards and a touchdown. My question for this game is why did Bobo keep taking the ball out of Tank's hands? They had to be li- the only thing that makes sense. Dill is limiting their carries. The, that's the only reason. Tank averaged seven and a half yards per carry. That is insanely good. He only had 22 carries, which I feel like is way too little. For well, a- it's, it's not even the number. It's that they weren't giving him carries in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It looked like they were trying to run like a, a run pass pass or a pass pass run. Or they just were not giving Tank the ball when he was clearly the only like, player who could move the ball on the South Carolina defense. But like Tank, every time he got the ball, it would be like six yards and then one yard and then nine yards and then four yards. And there was a few plays where you could could visibly see tanks frustration. Yeah. Clear fourth and one scenario. Uh, Auburn goes for it. Passes the ball. I didn't see the play. I don't know what happened. I saw that we didn't run it. We, it was like a play action pass on a streak route that he threw to the tight end and the, it just got batted down because it, it wasn't catchable or something like that. And then it cuts the tank after the play and tank was just visibly pissed off at the play call as he should be. He ran for 164 yards. I think if he got 30 carries, he hits 200. Oh, easy. easily. 
easily. Maybe uh, even less than that. Even when he caught, even when he had the ball in a, in a catch, he had one catch for 24 yards. I don't understand if you don't think it makes sense that they're saving him for Bama. But what? Why does Bama matter if we've already lost to South Carolina, Mississippi State? Yeah, there's no purpose to us to the Iron Bowl now if we lost to South Carolina. If we lose and like, South let's be let's let's be honest here. Like, is Auburn really going to be able to run the ball on Bama? Maybe, probably not. Bama's pass defense is a bit suspect, but I don't trust Auburn passing the ball. I don't trust the passing ball because our receivers aren't good. And actually, South Carolina is like top 20 in pass defense. Fun fact. And they can't stop the run, but the only person that stopped the run against Auburn, Mike Bobo. Yeah. Uh, And defensive woes for Auburn, uh, FCS quarterback and third string South Carolina quarterback, Jason Brown, went off through five incompletions the entire game. Uh, hundred fifty seven yards. If we let, if Auburn lets an FCS quarterback throw up those numbers, what is the Heisman Trophy winner going to do? Double. <laughs> to double is he going to throw for six hundred on us? He very well might. Well, uh, Jason Brown had a pretty good game, but the, the thing that killed Auburn was that running back, Zaquandre White, number eleven. Yeah, dude was killing us. Dude averaged twenty three yards a catch at a running back. And I had 6.2 yards to carry as well. Auburn's defense looked terrible. Did we, were we running a three-man rush again? Yep. Something Auburn should stop doing. I don't get what – Derek Mason, I think, is probably going to be gone after this year. And Bobo might. I thought Mason's going to be the first one to go. Um, I saw a tweet that said Brian Harson's offseason recruiting number one priority should be keeping Tank Bigsby on campus. Yes. Been a lot of rumors about Arson too. We probably talk about that when we're talking about coaching in a little bit. Okay. But people are pretty worried that Tank might transfer. I don't think he will. People are there's also rumors that Owen Papo is going to be staying for another year, which makes sense if he didn't because he didn't play that much. But I mean, if he's getting calls from agents saying, "Hey, you're you're day two or you're day one kind of guy," you need to you need, need to, to stay from the day one or two guy. Oh yeah. Uh, well, especially if, like him, I feel like he has the opportunity to raise himself to a one or two guy if he isn't already. Oh, yeah. He's probably the most talented linebacker Auburn's ever had or not, had, ever, not ever had. But he, that combine, he could kill that combine. And uh, one thing I want to talk about before we move on to the next game is that punt, that muffed punt call in the fourth quarter. I don't see how that's indisputable video evidence that he touched that ball. Dill, I want to get your thoughts on um, the notion that the SEC potentially rigs certain games. I heard about this. Because uh, that game made South Carolina bowl eligible. And if Florida wins another, and if... 30-12 teams? That or, are hey, I think that that means every team in the West is going to a bowl. And if Florida wins, every team in the East is going to a bowl except for Vanderbilt. Does LSU have six wins? I think I don't think, so. I don't think they have six wins. They might. Let me look. But, I mean, that that there's no way you could clearly tell that that ball touched McCreary. No, you can't because the ball doesn't change its tra- like trajectory at all. LSU has to be A&M to be bowl eligible. Okay. So it's just not happening. Uh. But as you see, the officiating this year is terrible. I mean, it, like all uh, the SEC has not had to deal with the uh, the taunting rule at all. I don't think we've had to deal, We haven't had to deal with that. I know other conferences in the NFL, especially, has had to deal with that. But the officiating for the SEC has just been bad. Missed calls, terrible calls. I mean, the Mississippi State game against Memphis with the punt return thing. Uh, the targeting calls with Auburn that come to mind. This sells it right here because I saw some of it that the SEC gets $4 million if South Carolina makes a bowl game. So it's kind of sketch, a little sketch. Very sketch because they're probably not going to beat Clemson. No, not, not if Clemson's playing that did against Wake Forest. Not saying that South Carolina is less talented than Wake. I mean, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying refs are like maybe throwing every call, but like if I feel like if they get an opportunity, maybe sway a game a certain way. Why would they not? I mean, you can't blame 
we're not going to blame the game on that call. No way. Yeah. But that, that call did have a big effect on the outcome in some way, shape, or form. Let's let's be totally honest here. We were not scoring on that drive. We were not scoring that drive. <laughs> we were not going to score on that drive. But, I mean, we would have had a chance to at least. But that was a bad call. And, Awful call. And uh, Barker must ask, did you uh, – we had two other games I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, did you watch the Ohio State-Michigan State game at all? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let me just sell you on this quarterback. You may have heard of him named C.J. Stroud. Mm. <laughs> Threw for six touchdowns in a top-ten matchup in the first half. Those are some Mississippi State second-half numbers. And uh, going into this week, the Heisman frontrunner was Kenneth Walker. I don't know if he got hurt or they just, he only had six carries. Six carries for 25 yards. Lost in the Heisman. He had it in his grasp. They did give him more carries. Maybe he hits 100 and keeps himself in the race. But look like they were just trying to pass the ball. I think that they tried to catch Ohio State's defense slipping and focus more on the win than anything else. But when Kenneth Walker's your entire offense, you cannot get the ball out of his hands. It was like Auburn all over again with South Carolina, just not giving the ball to Tank. They were not giving the ball to uh, KW at all. And are you aware of Ohio State's uh, receiving core? The best in the country. Oh, yeah. Best offense in the country probably, too. They had the best freshman running back, and Master Teague, the backup, had a great game. So we, uh, were, we were talking about this earlier. Um my ideal realistic natty map matchup is Georgia's defense versus Ohio State's offense. But the dream scenario is Cincy and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. <laughs> because I'll be going to that natty. I'll go too, man. Or I'll I'll save up for it. That'd be so fun. I we had to get Tar to come with it too, so we kill each other mm-hmm. in the stands. percent <laughs> Uh but yeah. Uh, Chris Olave had seven catches for 140 yards, two tutties. Garrett Wilson, seven catches again, 126 yards, another two touchdowns. And Jackson Smith, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last part of his last name for sake of not getting canceled, 10 catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. I think Ohio State, even though they have some defensive problems, may have fixed that in this game. But this offense is legit. Scoring 49 points the first half against a top 10 team, barring maybe Michigan State wasn't as good as we thought they were. We'll see this weekend whenever they play against uh, Michigan, and we'll see next week when they play against Wisconsin. I would love for Ohio State to kill Michigan. Yes. Oh, Dill, I got in a fight with some Michigan fans on Instagram today. Always fun. <laughs> um, I commented, this just isn't a rivalry anymore. And, and? Uh, this guy got really mad at me. And he said, and I quote, I think he just missed the point of what I was saying. He said, rivalry is not defined by competitive games. Rivalry is defined by hatred for other schools. And if you have ever been to a Michigan or in any sport, you will likely hear, fuck Ohio State, at least five minutes. In any sport, the only it's the only game that matters. So to answer your remark, the rivalry is very much alive. And then I said, okay, cool. You guys hate each other. High school teams do that. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, I heard that against when we play, when I play Akron, I heard everyone saying F Akron is Akron our rival. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, according to Lane Kiffin, you shouldn't hate your rivals or whatever he said. What was the direct? What that is the most unlane Kiffin line I've ever heard. He's doing it for laughs, dude. He, there's no way he actually means anything he actually says. Oh, he literally started a chant in the locker and saying, fuck Tennessee. Yes, he did. My favorite part about that one is the one guy who didn't know they were only doing like three of them. And he went to say it the fourth time and everyone stopped. What was the direct quote he said, man? I need to find it because it was so funny. It was just like, oh, yeah, don't, don't, you don't need to hate your rivals during this week, knowing daggum well that they have one of the best rivalries coming up in college football with the Egg Bowl. 
And, oh, I'm not going to be able to find it in time, am I? Dang it. Well, Bark, who's been the one team that I have loved all year? Cincinnati. Who has been the other team, Pac-12 team, that I have shown love for all year? Utah. The Utah Utes. Cameron Rising back on the rise. Utah. 38-7 win over the Quackers. <laughs> I'm so glad we got to see that. Uh, Utah rushed for 203 yards and rushed for four touchdowns. Three of them coming from their running back, Tavion Thomas. Uh, Oregon, I watched the replay or highlights from this game. Oregon was making big plays, but, and they were moving the ball fairly well. But the problem was they went six of 14 on third down, 0 for two on fourth down, and could not make a field goal. They also averaged 2.7 yards per carry on 23 rushing attempts. So, Oregon has been the biggest fluke out of any of the college football playoff teams ever. There is no logic as to why they ranked Oregon three, except for the idea that they might have brought in more money. My thing is, they kept Oregon above Ohio State because the whole head-to-head matchup thing. Why isn't Utah above Oregon now? Oregon's still at 11. Utah's like at 16. Right. If you if you forced Oregon to be above Ohio State for literally no reason other than the fact that Oregon beat Ohio State, why isn't Utah higher up than Oregon? And I mean, we might see Oregon play against uh, Utah again in the Pac-12 championship, depending mm-hmm. on how the uh, the turf war goes or the civil war, whichever one you would like to call it. And just one more game to wrap up. Uh, I just want to talk about that. Did you see the UTSA UAB game at all, Bart? I saw the end of it. UTSA meep meep with that last second tipped touchdown catch to win the game and stay undefeated. Dude, they actually won. <laughs> Which wasn't good enough for them to get moved up in the rankings at all, might I add. They stayed at 22. Now we move on to the coaching carousel that we're going to be getting this offseason bark. <laughs> Dan- big name was James Franklin. Yeah, James Franklin today. No longer be in that coaching carousel. Yeah, we thought we all had it. We had his name everywhere. I feel like I had him for the LSU. I mean, if you think about it, tenure deal is good. Why would you not take that? Or the USC job? There's so many good jobs. I mean, he's he's not performed at Penn State at all. He has won two games against top 15 teams throughout the time his time being there. He's lost 14 of them. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, a 10 year deal till 2031. Maybe that makes the buyout cheaper, like the Jim Harbaugh extension. But 10 years you're willing to wait for him? Again, with a coach who you know has not has not proved himself in, what, five, six years? That's ridiculous. I mean, he, he won a New Year's Six in, what, 2016, 2017? With Saquon Barkley. <laughs> and since then, he's not had a Saquon. He's not had those big time players to make those play to make those uh, games matter. Their and, name just carries enough weight in yeah, culture. A little too much weight if you go back a little further. <laughs> uh, but coaches that were fired this week that we haven't talked about is Dan Mullen getting fired after a five and six start, right after being the runner up in the SEC last year. I'm gonna be honest, I don't really know why they fired him. It was five and six. The recruiting comments, just players weren't doing what they needed to do. Defensive woes. Offense couldn't yeah, move but the ball. Who, who is going to be better than Dan Mullen right now for them? Nick Saban. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I don't know. if you fire, if you fire someone, you have to have a better person in mind. Who are you going to hire? The top candidate I've heard around the like every, the. The Instagram fear sphere is Billy Napier from uh, the Cajuns, who we all thought could have been a lock for the LSU job, but apparently LSU has not been recruiting for Napier at all. Which do you have a primetime coach in your backyard and you're just going to let him go to Gainesville? They must have someone in mind at LSU. They have hey, to have someone. Like- these big names, like we don't, we can't really think of anyone. It's like, who are you going to hire? Like, I mean, like it, hold on, hold on. For Florida, 
Um, up until the Marco Wilson shoe throw, Mullen was 29 and six with a but like that's good. You're gonna fire someone who you want to do better than that. I like you throw uh, the only names I can think of is like group of five coaches. I feel like a lot of group of five coaches are be moving it back up to like power five level. Like Napier's gonna probably be going to Florida. I heard some they might announce that Friday. Uh, Fickle always gets his name thrown around, but I don't think he's gonna be leaving Cincy anytime soon. Uh, I think Dana Holgerson might get his name going around somewhere. Uh, Cristobal, I've heard around the uh, horn too. Uh, he's been a candidate for every SEC job that's been open because I know he they were heavily recruiting him to Auburn whenever before he hired Harson. Who, why are people saying Harson's going to Washington? He's not moving here. Why would he <laughs> They're just going to give a coach a big-time contract and just let him go to Washington. You're going to give a guy who was given a garbage program at the time with no time to recruit, not his players. You just expect him to go have a Gus Malzahn caliber year immediately? Yeah. It's crazy. I, I hate Auburn. Auburn Twitter is the worst Twitter of any fan base. And you got I hate the fact that they Auburn fans immediately call for someone's head as soon as they lose a game. It's like, well, after we beat Ole Miss, everyone's like, Harson's the guy all over Twitter. Yeah. We, we lose to AM, lose Mississippi State, lose South Carolina, and all of a sudden, Harson's no longer the guy. I think you have to look at his circumstances. People, like, what do you expect him to do with inheriting this dumpster fire? Do you want him to take us to a natty with a team that's not talented? Like, what do you expect from him? My thing is, like, what do you expect to do against South Carolina, who has been a talented team all year, killed that Florida team, and you, Auburn goes goes in the Jordan Stadium without their quarterback, their best receiver, and their best defensive player on the field. And their kicker, because Ben Patton missed a field goal in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And it was a good hold, too. Great hold, my dad. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know what you expect a coach to do in one year with – this is not the same uh, team. Well, I know 2012 was a bad year, but 20, that, that 2012 team was talented. That was a top-10 recruiting class. Gus Malzahn was able to get back in 2013 and do what he was able to do. This was like a top-30 class whenever Harson got it. And he's still on the recruiting trail, and we're still in the – we're just now past Vanderbilt and recruiting. I haven't checked it in a while. We might be higher than we were, but I know Ole Miss is also to, at 13. I'll check it right now. Yeah, you can look it up 24-7, of course. Uh, but it took forever for us to get above Vanderbilt because he, he got started recruiting so late. And, you know, 2022 comes around and people already committed to those teams, get ready to sign. And Auburn's going to have to, like, kill signing day to have, like, a top 25 class. I think we're in the 30s right now, so I'm not too worried about it. National rank 19. Right now? Or last year? Right now. We are 19th right now. SEC rank 7. Let's go, Larson. That's good. That's my coach right there. He has a uh... – wait, hold on. Let me look. I know we have a lot of great recruits coming in. I know Holden Jarner is going to be the QB of the future, we're hoping. Uh, Damari Austin is a good running back coming in. Um, we just got – we have a um, four-star edge, four-star D lineman, four-star safety, four-star quarterback. Oh, wait, these guys are – wait a minute. It says Demetrius Davis. Did he enroll early? No. He was in last year's. This is class of 2021. Oh, for 2022. That's uh, what we we're going it. into right now. Sorry. All right. Very good. The 19's not terrible. It's not great in SEC standards. People don't understand. Whenever you get a top 25 class, it's not that impressive in the SEC because the top 25 class in the SEC is like a top eight. Maybe. We are now ranked 12th in the SEC. We, we passed Ole Miss? Is it Ole Miss we passed? I know Vanderbilt was dead last. 
I know Ole Miss has been lacking on recruiting as well. We are 12, Ole Miss is 13, Vanderbilt's 14. I'm shocked. No one's talking about Ole Miss. I thought they would be like higher up in the top, like six range. Florida's at 11. Thank you, Dan Mullen. Whoever. Tennessee's at two. South Carolina at, or no, sorry, Tennessee's at nine. Um, (laughs) South Carolina's at eight. Beamer's doing great over there, too. Beamer's probably coaching at seven. Kentucky at six. Missouri at five. And it's, and it's because of that five-star they got. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. I'm guessing ba- Bama won Georgia, too. What do you say? Is it Bama won Georgia, too? Georgia won Bama, too. Georgia passed him? Then Bama had it for a long time. Um, That's only because Georgia has five or four more three-stars. Ah. Uh, you know, I'm glad we started talking about recruiting because there's now going to be a – five-star cornerback out in the portal right now. LSU sophomore corner, Eli Ricks, into the is in the dress portal today. Dude had four picks as a true freshman. He's only had one pick this year, but he has, has injuries. Dude is just as talented as Der- Derek Stringley is, I feel like. I don't know if he's as good, but he's as talented. Yeah. I think any team that gets him is going to be loaded a corner. But something I do hate, you would know one of the teams that heavily recruited him in high school? Yeah. Georgia. If Georgia gets der- gets Eli Ricks, man, I don't know. I'm I might lose my mind. <laughs> they can't have they can't have him, man. Can't have shit in this house. <laughs> and on on Georgia, uh so Georgia and Bama are in the SEC championship, of course. We talked about that'll be a good the, game. That'll be a really good game. We hope so. Uh, how big? How who do you think is gonna, has the higher chance to win that game right now? Well, Dill, let's break it down in pieces, okay? Who has the better quarterback? Bama. Bama. Who has the better running back? Uh, that's even. Well, I think it's, it's close, even. right? Who has the better O line? Georgia. All right. Who has the better receiving core? Bama. <laughs> Who has the better defense? Georgia by a landslide. So it'll be interesting to see if they can shut down Bryce Young, which I think they got a good chance of it because Bryce Young will – hold on. I don't know if about shutting him down, but the fact that Bama's defense has made every game close, I would be worried if I was a Bama fan. Bama's O-line has also had some issues this Bryce year. Bryce Young gets sacked pretty often. Yes, he does. He gets sacked more than Bo Nix does. Which is beyond me, and I think that's gonna be that's a key game for Bryce Young with the Heisman because I think right now the quarterback award yet again has him and CJ Stroud, and I guess however they play this week determines it. If if Michigan beats Ohio State, Alabama's got another Heisman winner. If Bryce Young doesn't play as well, CJ Stroud goes off again. I think Stroud gets it, and Ohio State gets another. I kind of think Stroud to get it. I think Stroud deserves it now. I think he's definitely after uh, we were we were both if very Auburn low. Shuts down Bryce Young. We were so low on Ohio State after that Oregon game. They have now exceeded my. They needed that loss. They have exceeded my expectations after that fourth week of this season. And it was funny watching that game. I saw Quinn Ubers on the sideline. <laughs> he was just chilling, man. His hair's got is he longer. A red shirt. I don't know. I think he is. And I gotta, I gotta know about that Clemson QB room, dude. I don't know how people are gonna be transferring out of that thing. That is a loaded quarterback room, and not Clemson? all Ohio State. There's no, not a chance Quinn Ewers is still gonna be there because CJ Stroud's only a year older. Ewers is not gonna take one year starter. It was a, it make him a bust of a recruit. If you want to play for one season. Yeah. Uh, go back to the Georgia-Bama game. What do you, what do you think the spread's going to be? I think it might be like eight points, Georgia. Eight, only eight? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, come ask me that again after the Iron Bowl. Will do. <laughs> yes. All right, now we do a little college football playoff review, Mark. 
And uh, looking at the thing, uh, who's that at four? Who's who's that? Who's that team knocking in at number four, Mark? The Bearcats. The, my second favorite team. Now moving up to my first team because Auburn yeah. breaks my heart every week. Of course they do. But after after Cincy being at four, nothing too shocking. I don't think. I'm, I'm I I think Notre Dame's going to slip in at four. I'm I'm so scared of it. I hope not, dude. I think it's going to happen. I'm so much would have to happen for that, though, I feel like. No, listen. So, Bama Bama gets smacked by Georgia. Okay. Um, Ohio oh, yeah. State smacks Michigan. So, Michigan. Bama and Michigan will slide back. Notre Dame is going to slide up because they won't have a conference championship. And they're also playing unranked Stanford this week. Please, Stanford. <laughs> right? So... But the thing is, I had a question to ask you about that because that's going to move Cincy up to three. That four spot will be between a Notre Dame without a conference championship or a potential Big 12 champion in Oklahoma State. Who do you take? Because I think Oklahoma State's the easy answer there because at that point they would have have beaten the Baylor team, uh, a top like 10 Oklahoma team, and then possibly another uh, Baylor again. Baylor's eight. Like they they have two top ten wins. They beat uh, Oklahoma this Saturday, and if Baylor beats uh, Texas Tech this week, they play Baylor again. No top ten matchup, in Big Twelve championship. Oklahoma State wins that game. You give them the four spot. We get a Georgia Oklahoma State game and a Ohio State Clemson or Georgia Oklahoma State game would be so cool. Just because I want Oklahoma State to be in there. Exactly. I don't think Notre Dame gets in unless. I Since, think the unless, committee would unless, put him in. I think the committee would put him in. Unless a third team loses, I don't see him logically putting it in, putting him in. If they do, it's all money. It's all for money, and there's no way they can hide it. You can't explain that. Wait, okay, yeah, you're gonna give me. You're gonna what put is this, what is Notre Dame's best win? Wisconsin, but when they beat Wisconsin, it was not a quality win. Wisconsin was on a downward slope until I forgot when they turned it around. But that's it. I mean, they lost to Cincinnati. Do you put them back in after they lose to Cincinnati in week like six? Logically, I don't think so. Especially if you, have a, if, if you have a Big 12 champion back there waiting. Notre Dame has beaten number 18, Wisconsin. That's it. That's it. Wisconsin's out Florida State minutes. took them to overtime. Yeah. First game of the year. Toledo only lost like six, I think, right? Or they barely lost. Yeah, but now they've been kind of playing better. Can't play anybody. Their last okay. three opponents have scored a total of nine points, but that's Navy, Virginia, and Georgia Tech. I I see them putting him in, putting Notre Dame in. I don't want them they, to. They would. They would but, put him in with no evidence behind it. They'd be like, oh, you know, we think they've been playing pretty well all year. Just completely throw out the first like, six, seven weeks. Notre Dame deserves a New Year's Six. Oklahoma State deserves to go in over them easily. But I don't think they're going to, or else they would be over them right now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But, I mean, I think any of these Big 12 teams can make it in, depending on how these next two weeks go. They're not They're not out of – none of these Big 12 teams are out. Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Oklahoma all have a chance. If Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State this week, they move up to, like, seven. They beat Oklahoma State again. They move up again. It's weird. I love this playoff thing. I, I love it this year more than anything because I, I think we're finally going to get two new teams in, hopefully, unless they just love Notre Dame that much to put them back in. But, uh, but uh, Bark, I know, I know how much you love the city of Nashville. Yes. Sports Illustrated released some uh, bowl projections. Has Auburn in the Music City Bowl? Gets Penn State. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, they also released their college football playoff prediction, which is Ohio State, Cincy, and Georgia, Notre Dame. As you were saying, I'm telling you, bro. Birmingham Bowl, Clemson, Mississippi State. A Dabo Sweeney, Mike Leach, Birmingham Bowl. I want it, bro. I want to go to that. Uh, also, Peach Bowl. This 
this is probably one of my favorite bowl games this happens. Ole Miss and Pitt. Dude, the battle Kenny, of the quarterback gods. Kenny Pickett versus Matt Corral sounds so fun, dude. Great game. <laughs> Sugar Bowl, Bama, Oklahoma. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, not, not, besides that, none of these are really, Duke's Mayo Bowl, Wake, and Arkansas. Okay. Liberty Bowl, Kansas State, and South Carolina. Gator Bowl, Tennessee, and UNC. Bark, I want you to imagine a blackout Tennessee versus a uh, Carolina blue UNC uniform. I love it. I love so, it. Outback Bowl, Iowa AM, Citrus Bowl, Kentucky, Michigan State, uh, Texas Bowl, Missouri, Iowa State. I like those bowl games. I like them a lot. I like them too. Oh, I meant to bring this up with the coaching thing. I'm going to give you three jobs, Bark. Which one would you take? I want you to rank what you would take them in. Yeah, Florida, USC, and LSU. Which of those is the most appealing to you? I think this might be more of my personality than an actual analytical view of it. Um, I would love to take the USC job as a coach because I feel like you can easily market that school to recruits. Yeah. It's in LA, like downtown LA. That's cool. That's like stars. It's where stars live, right? LSU would be a good job, I feel like, just because like they're already they already have talent. They're already good. And then I'd probably put Florida at three, but like they're all really close. And I feel like you can kind of mix and match. But that's my personal three. I would I like yours. I would flip USC and LSU though. I'd have LSU at one, USC at two. Okay, that's kind of what I was debating too. But it's USC and LSU between the one and two. I will say the state of was the state of Washington, both head coaches are gone. And are empty. The Huskies and the Cougs are both empty ahead code right now. The 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 Husky job is way better. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's debatable right now. The Cougars are still in the Pac-12 race, though. I would love to coach at Washington. That'd be a great <laughs> job. All right. Uh, now with it being rivalry week, Bark, we're gonna rank our top five rivalries in college football. Did you have a list made? No. You're going to go with it. Do you want to give a five real quick while I'm loading mine up? Um, well, let me give you my one Iron Bowl. Right, you're just going to go from one, go down? Yeah. Iron Bowl is one, easy. One Number two. for me, Iron Bowl as well. Number two is Egg Bowl. All right, Wait, no, three. sorry, sorry. No, two is Army, Navy, three, Egg Bowl. There you go. Um, Four would be let me think i have an idea of what you're doing <laughs> you know what i'm doing i know exactly what you're doing and i love four it. is four is bedlam and five is usc ucla i know what you're doing <laughs> fuck michigan and ohio state <laughs> All right, mine. I got the <laughs> I got the Iron Bowl. I one. will never put that rivalry in a top rivalry. Iron Bowl at one, Army Navy at two. I have the game at three because I'm looking at. I don't respect the rivalry as much as any football fan probably should or would. Right. But I look at the history of it. Okay. Well, if we're talking about that, and those two team, those two fan bases hate each other repulsively and the past decade of course Ohio State has owned them but there have been those like six out of those 10 games where Michigan has played them really close they made it very competitive at four probably the most underrated rivalry in college football egg bowl the egg bowl this game is so it is so fun to watch every year these the t- no, those schools hate each other. The those fan bases schools. hate each other. The players hate each other. You get a fight at least once a game. The was game it, and the Egg Bowl are the two like violent rivalries. What was it two years ago where the both uh, uh, sidelines emptied out and got into a big old brawl? Matt everyone, Corral got his helmet thrown off. Dude, everyone got unsportsmanlike conduct. Call that game. And yeah. you have the uh, you have the DK Metcalf and Elijah Moore both doing the dog peeing. That the Elijah Moore one pissed me off. I picked Missy Ole Miss to win. 
they missed that PAT and lost. I've yeah. never been more upset in a game that was not an Auburn game. And you're going to hate me again, Bark. At five, I have the Wed Wivel Wavelly. Again, the oh, history. No, wait, I, I forgot about that one. That's a good one. I'll, I'll throw that one into my five slot, actually. Over Bedlam? Was that the one you had at five? No, I had UC, USC UCLA. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, two teams that hate each other again. Uh, this is always the 11 a.m. kickoff because of Fox, but it's always a fun game to watch. Uh, I think has it been has it been uh, it's been uh, Oklahoma for the past like what decade? Yeah, a decade, like five years. But did Ellinger has Ellinger ever beat Oklahoma? I feel like he did. I don't remember. Ellinger beat him once. I think he did beat him. So, I mean, it, these two, th- this is another like, egg bowl scenario where both schools hate each other so much. And this is where the horns down get stoned down the most, I feel like. All right. Moving on. Again, Bark, it's rivalry week. Our number one rivalry is the Iron Bowl. Now we have to show our bias, Bark. <laughs> what does Auburn need to do? <laughs> To beat Alabama. I'm going to throw in. I'm going to. Okay. All right. So Arkansas played them pretty close. Yes. We have to force Bama to make a few mistakes and a few turnovers. We can't win otherwise. Also, we need our incompetent offensive coordinator, if Tank can get the ball moving, to run the ball with Tank, which I think we could do because Bama's not been playing the run all too well. Yeah. And then once Tank runs well, maybe get out some quick passes. Don't make TJ do anything crazy. Keep it simple for TJ. Right? Yes. And our defense clearly needs to shut down Bryce Young somehow. Yes. Which I just don't really see happening. My two keys of the game are get pressure on Bryce. No three-man rush. Rush five if you need to. Yeah. Bama's O-line has not been the, as good as it has been in the past. I think if you get pressure on Bryce Young, you can try to make get him to make mistakes, which he doesn't do often. Defensively, Bama is 53rd in the nation and passing yards allowed. I don't want you to dial up anything fancy, but bust their coverages. Do what you can. Get those get, open. Get the pass game moving so our run game can get moving. Don't be throwing 50-50 balls every play. Yes, That's do not do that. Get tight ends involved. Shinker, Deal, From Tyler From Frazier. Get all those of boys them. downfield. Get them the ball. And I think Auburn could play it close. I don't think Auburn could win this game. I think they play it close. If we get them rat, like so let's say we kick the ball off towards the student section, and if we light their ass up and the student section gets going crazy, I can see them getting a little rattled. It is a, it is a question if the student section is going to be wild that game. <laughs> it, it definitely will be, for at least the first quarter. For at least the first drive. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to text you updates as to whether it is indeed bumping. <laughs> All right, Bark. It is time for your show. What is your uni of the week? That's a great question. I've been kind of thinking about it. And this last week, was it was it Oregon? Was Oregon Utah this last week? Yeah. So I've been thinking. Those Utah I uniforms. really like the I really like the battleship uniforms. Those were nice. But um I really liked I think I liked the Oregon State throwbacks more. Really? I think those were pretty freaking cool. Um, so it's between those two, but for the sake of how cool they were, and for this, and the fact that they smacked Oregon, let's go with the Utah Battleship Unis. Let's go the USS Salt Lake. Those bad yeah, boys. Those were those were so sick, dude. They're cool. If Oregon State would have been like had a cool win, I probably would have picked those. But we're gonna go with the battleship unis. All right, I move on to our 
rivalry week predictions, Mark. Uh, usually we do 10 games. I got carried away with the games. Let's see, four, five, six, seven. I have 12 games, so I added two more than usual. But we're going to start off with our Thursday game. Again, we both have in our top three, or not top three, our top five rivalries, the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State is actually the favorite this game by one. So it's basically just pick your winner. Mississippi, so wait, is it, is it in Starkville? I believe yes, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going Star Vegas. I'm going Mississippi State. For the win? For the win. Why? I've been more impressed with Mississippi State the past few weeks than I have with uh, Ole Miss. I think I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Rebs, man. Picking the Rebs? Okay. Get a, get a little different early on. Okay, Bart. Good. Yeah, there we go. I'm sorry. I have to go with the better quarterback here. <laughs> Give me Will Rogers over Matt Corral, man. <laughs> All right, starting off with our Saturday line, we've got the battle line rivalry. This is Missouri at Arkansas. Arkansas is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, but Missouri's been playing pretty good, and this game's always close in some way, shape, or form. You picking the spread? Uh, you want to? Rivalries are kind of weird to pick the spread, man. We probably should pick winner. <laughs> okay. So who were, who, were, who were you picking for that game? I'm going to pick Arky. Woo pig. I'll pick I'll I'll pick Mizzou. I'll switch it up. All right. <laughs> All right. Battle for the North Battle for North Carolina. I don't know if this this game doesn't have a rivalry name, but it's, it? it's UNC at North Carolina State, NC State. Tar Hills versus the Wolfpack. I'm gonna go with the Wolfpack. Me too. I'm gonna go NC State. Can you use the can you use the old like angry wolfpack logo, please? The slobbering wolf one? Yeah. Okay. Use that one. <laughs> Will do, man. <laughs> now we have the game. Is this Dude, in Bucks by twenty five? Is this Bucks in Columbia or is it in Ann Arbor? Do you know? It's in Ann Arbor, bro. It is. All right, cool. Uh, Buckeyes by thirty. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we have the Sunshine Showdown, Bart. Florida State at Florida. Give me the Knolls. Dude, give me the Knolls. Oh, my gosh. Dude, Florida's somehow a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know how. I know Florida State's bad, but Florida's bad. All right. You know what? I'm going to save the Iron Bowl for last. Best rivalry gets, gets, the, gets to save the best for last treatment. The Civil War, or if you're uh, PC, the Turf War, Oregon State travels to Oregon in the battle for the Pac-12 North. Oregon is a, t- a favorite by touchdown. I'm going to go with the Beavs. Dude, I'm going to go with the Beavs as well. Let's go. Turn me up, fam. Beef all the way. All right. Penn State at Michigan State. Michigan State is a one-point favorite. Penn State at Michigan State? Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to go with the – I'm probably going to go with Michigan State. I'm going to go with the Spartans, too. I want to pick Penn State for this game, but I just don't trust them to be good. Yeah. All right, we got the border battle. Wisconsin travels to Minnesota. Wisconsin is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't like Minnesota. I hate Minnesota. They were supposed to be good this year. They were not. They got ranked in the CFP, which is stupid. Give me the Badgers. I'll go with uh, the Minnesota. Got the Golden Gophers. Yep. All right. Mark, what was, what is, what was your favorite game you've ever watched as, as a football fan? Ever? Yeah. What would you say? Non-Auburn game. Clemson-Ohio State Fiesta Bowl. Even though I picked the wrong team. Okay. I was hoping for the uh, A&M-LSU 7-overtime game. Actually, well, <laughs> yeah, those are the top two probably. 
Well, we get to see them play yet again because this is a rivalry. Aggies travel to Baton Rouge in Ed Orgeron's final game as an LSU head coach. Well, as as I want Ed O to go out with a bang, he's going out with like a little flop. <laughs> Give me the Aggies. Yeah. yeah, there it is. All right, Bedlam. OK State is a three-and-a-half point favorite, and I want them in the CFP. Give me the Cowboys. Dude, give me, give me Gundy and his boys. <laughs> you know what? For this graphic, I'm going to use Gundy's face as a picture. <laughs> give the mullet. All right, battle for the Governor's Cup. Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville is a seven-and-a-half point favorite. I don't know how to pick for this game. Kentucky's been okay at times, but they've been good and bad. At the same time, Louisville has no defense, and they're all offense. Yeah. Who are you, who are you going to take? Um, for which game? Louisville, UK. I'm going to go with Kentucky. Kentucky. For sake of being indifferent, I'm going to be Louisville. There we go. Yeah. Louisville. All right. Now, Bark, for the last – game that we're going to predict for rivalry week. The Iron Bowl. Oh, Bama, easily. <laughs> Let me build it up, man. <laughs> the number th- you ruined it, man. You ruined the number three team in the nation travels to Auburn to play the unranked nothing to prove n- n- season ending doesn't matter anymore. Auburn Tigers. Bama's favored by 19 and a half points. And as much as I want to pick Auburn, I have no hope for this game at all. As much as I love an Auburn team with nothing to lose, it's not going to go well. Yeah. When was the last time Auburn won with nothing to lose? 2019, kind of. Would we count that as nothing to lose? No, we were ranked number 15. Although, let me just say, I'm glad that we're not ranked, so it doesn't ruin our streak of beating Bama and Jordan Hare while ranked. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. All right, how about this? Do you think Bama covers 19, 20 points? I don't I'm know. On, I'm on the fence. I think it'll be close. I think either Auburn plays it close or Bama kills us. It's no one, one of the most mismatched Iron Bowls is when they had Derrick Henry, right? And that game was close. Yes. So the uh, 55-44 game also comes to mind. Right. Uh, the only game that they – when was the last time Auburn got smacked? Oh, 2018. Never mind, 2018. When, how bad was that one? 52-13. That was uh, Tua's first time in, uh, in the Iron Bowl. That was when we had Stidham and Sean. Yep. Shutters, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, that game. Oh, boy. All right, Bark, it's currently 103 in the morning. <laughs> uh, this has been our the Zoom edition of the Bench Warmers podcast. You got anything left to say, Bart? Any final words? Uh, happy rivalry week, y'all. We finally made it. Let's get after it this week, y'all. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy I'm Thanksgiving, Bart. Y'all.